Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, reacting to the biggest news of the day on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes. Uh, and that big news is, of course, the death of Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning British monarch, 70 years on the throne. Yes. Uh, died at the age of 96 earlier today at Balmoral. In Scotland, uh, the family had been called to uh, Balmoral earlier in the day. We've been sort of following the story. But one of the things, uh, I, I mean, I had a lot of questions. I don't know if you did, Holly, about what to expect next. Yeah, there's a well. Yeah, I think that it's safe to say I will say this for myself. And perhaps I can speak to you, Colleen, is that. We are not royal experts. Not at all. Uh, not at all. Only in the pop culture way that we talk about them as celebrity. But they right. are an actual institution that has protocol set in place that dates back. I'm looking at some sources from the Associated Press. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Coronation Oath Act of 1689. So... History is taking place as we speak. Absolutely. That goes back centuries. And what's really interesting about it is this is not, at least in the way that this is occurring um, right now, we are not watching something take place that has taken place in recent history. No. Meaning the death of, uh, of the queen. This is not something we have seen take place in this way. And the world has changed. Yeah, the world has changed, Colleen. We have been alive only during the reign of Queen Elizabeth II as the reigning monarch of the UK. And I and I want to speak to this really quickly. Over at the Associated Press, this is where I'm getting this information. They're talking mm-hmm. about Charles's ascension to the throne. Mm-hmm. Now, this happened immediately. You could see that in the language from the press yeah. release from the royal family where they, they said the king and the queen consort, meaning that changes were already afoot. Now, when Queen Elizabeth ascended to the throne in 1952, her coronation came... 16 months after her ascension to the throne in 1952 when her dad died. So there was a big gap in between the actual ascension and the formal coronation. It's yet to be seen how that's going to happen. But what we're going to speak to is that there is some clear cut protocol on how things are going to happen moving forward. Absolutely. And in fact, I mean, that started to be put in motion earlier today. We saw some evidence of it. So, In preparation for the death of the Queen, Politico did a uh, piece just over a year ago about what that protocol looked like. And what we first learned from that is uh, the 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 name of this operation is Operation Bridge and that when they enact Operation Bridge, that means that the Queen has either died or there is uh, evidence of of death imminent. And um, she's in the process of dying. Well, now she has actually passed on. So we know that this was in process earlier today. And like I said, we had evidence of the fact that they were enacting 
uh, Operation London Bridge. So the first thing that would happen immediately upon the death of the queen, her private secretary will call the prime minister to inform her of the news uh, with the message, London Bridge is down. Now, what is interesting is Liz Truss, who's in her second day on the job, yeah. as appointed prime minister, two days ago, the queen was standing with her at Balmoral. Now, two days later, her second day on the job, we saw a note passed to her during a cabinet session. And so we can reasonably assume, I, and again, we're not journalists, so I don't have to be exact we're giving giving you the The report report of the the report report. this my assumption is that that was evidence that something was in motion yes we were analyzing the evidence set forth in that with the prime minister getting her note Mm -hmm. also in the way that the bbc was covering the news of queen elizabeth's health earlier today yes was giving us signals that there were certain protocols that were being enacted that were bbc protocols so uh, for example the bbc changed the coloring of their Header, which is usually red, they changed it to black. Uh, all of the reporters who were uh, reporting on the death or the the condition of the queen at that time, which was uh, that she had been ordered to rest by royal doctors and that she was comfortable. That was the the, the line that we were going with earlier in the day. Um, they had all changed into black suits and black ties, and so we had some clues. But like I said, the, the, we know that they started with what they call Operation London Bridge. The day of the Queen's death is remarked or is, is, uh, is labeled as D Day. Mm-hmm. And then every day following will be D1, D2, D3, et cetera. So just to kind of bring you through what to expect. If now, and now by the way, it's like, I think it's like seven, no, eight o'clock maybe. Yeah. Now, late, late evening, let us make an assumption yes, over the it's UK. it's late mm-hmm. evening in the UK right now, um, which also I thought was interesting. It's 8.09 right now in the UK, PM. And, you know, I had said to you, Holly, you know, as they were calling the family in, that it felt like there was an urgency to get a report out before kind of bedtime. Yeah. There was definitely a quick urgency to get everybody where they needed to be. And that was pretty evident in the speed that people were moving. Um, in any case, so it's 809 there right now, but today in the UK will be regarded as D Day, the day that the Queen has died. Then tomorrow, D one, uh, which will, you know, will be asleep as D one starts, but uh at 10 a.m. on the day following the Queen's death, The Ascension Council, uh, that includes senior government figures, will meet at St. James Palace to proclaim King Charles the new sovereign. To your point, they're already using that language. Yeah, and also the BBC is giving us a little bit of a primer because I think we talked about this before on the show with our royal expert, Bradley Trader, who is not here right now. He's on vacation, but... uh, what the heck is Charles going to go as? Right. What, what is he going to be called? Well, the BBC is saying that it's going to be, he is going to be known here on out as King Charles III. Now, there was speculation that Charles was going to change his name upon the ascension to the British throne. He could have chosen from any four of his names that he holds, Charles, Philip, Arthur, George, but he just decided to stick with Charles. Mm-hmm. So it is King Charles III and Prince William. He's not going to automatically become the Prince of Wales, which is the title that Prince mm-hmm. Charles has held since 1969. Wow. Uh, but he does inherit the title Duke of Cornwall 
and Kate Middleton uh, will be known as the Duchess of Cornwall, which okay. is what Charles and Camilla, Camilla were known were. as mm-hmm. up until today. Uh, Interesting. Now, Camilla, is her full title will be the Queen Consort, and that is used uh, for the term as a spouse of the monarch. So just there is rearranging yes. that is happening in this family right yeah, now. Yeah, so that'll be shuffling around as soon as tomorrow, it will begin um, with that ascension. Uh, ac- I'm sorry, accession council. Ex- ex- okay, whatever. Then they will make. I'm like too many words. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they will then. Pr- there will be a proclamation read at St James Palace uh, that will confirm Charles as the King. Parliament will meet to agree on their message of condolence. Uh, all par- parliamentary business will be suspended for 10 days. That is the duration of what is called Operation London Bridge. 10 days. Um, at 3.30, the Prime Minister and the Cabinet will hold an audience with the new King. Ministers will be told not to bring their spouse- spouses. That mm. is of interest. Then on day two, so that will be now Saturday... That will be when the Queen's coffin arrives at Buckingham Palace. Um, and then there were some some arrangements made in the plan based on where the, the Queen may have been at the time of her passing. Because, again, this was a plan that was put in place long ago to deal with the 10 days following the death of the Queen. Uh, but they did have a stipulation for what would happen if she dies died at Belmoral, which is what happened. Um, they will enact Operation Unicorn, uh, and that means that her body will be carried down to London by the royal train if that is possible. By all accounts, we don't know of any reason it wouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. If it weren't possible, however, they would do another operation called Overstudy, and that would be where they would transport her by airplane uh, to um, to uh, to Buckingham Palace. Then uh, on the third day, we will get uh, the King Charles will receive the motion of condolence at Westminster Hall. There will be all kinds of, I mean, there's so much pomp and circumstance around this while this family is not only grieving the loss of their matriarch, but also people's roles are changing. Yeah, there's a lot of shifting happening. Yes, so much. Um, on day four, King Charles Charles will arrive in Northern Ireland. Uh, there will be a rehearsal for Operation Lion, which is the procession of the coffin, uh, where it will take a ceremonial route through London. That will take place on day five. There will also be a service in Westminster Hall on day six through nine. That is will, where when the Queen will lie in state at the Palace of Westminster uh, for three days for 23 hours per day, uh, VIPs, uh, which would include uh, all kinds of world leaders, will be able to visit her as she lies in state. No doubt the president will be there. No doubt. Um, in fact, actually, uh, I, I believe, well, he had he had put out a statement earlier in the day when uh, prior to her death uh, that he and uh, and the first lady were uh, having their thoughts and their prayers toward the queen. And I'm sure he's said something since. Yeah. President Joe Biden and uh, First Lady Jill Biden have released a lengthy statement on Twitter, which you can go and read right now. Yeah. I, we do not have time to yeah. say all Lo- the words, lots of but, words. Lo- but lots of words and are there for frankly, you. I mean, worthy, true, mm-hmm. because, uh, again, this is a huge loss uh, The truly, um, truly the biggest thing we are experiencing the biggest news story of the day yes if not the year if not yes the 21st century this is this is a movement into a a new era 
Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're shifting. The funeral for the queen will be held on day 10 uh, at Westminster Abbey. So if we're going forward, uh, that will be, I think, a week from Sunday is what we'd be looking at. All so right. that is my my rudimentary It's a lot oversight of the protocol. And I missed a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of movement, a lot of people getting together, gathering, making statements, visiting, talking, changing, mm-hmm. getting titles, etc. When yeah. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. I don't know what to do. Well, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna reconfigure in the break, and then we're, we're gonna, gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna do pimp. our own protocol yeah. in the break, and we will let you know when we come back after this on My Talk One Zero Seven One. You tuned in to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One Zero Seven One. You are tuning in to hear the report of the report. Yes, and you are definitely getting the report of the report today. Colleen Lindstrom, Holly Roberts, the two of us uh, accompanying you, trying to wade through what this story really truly had developed. At the beginning of our show. Yeah. Uh, So the story being Bradley, by the way, is on vacation. He is our resident royal actor, royal actor, royal expert, and he's not here for this moment. And the story I'm talking about that has developed as we've been on the air is the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Yes. Um, When we arrived here today, Holly, in the building, you and I said... I think we know what's going to happen. Yeah, there were indicators, there were signs, there were clues that the British media and the, the royal palace was preparing to deliver the news that Queen Elizabeth II had died. And and we received that news at around 12.30 local time. Yep, so that that's when uh, the BBC first went with uh, the statement. That is when the royal family released their statement, which to us said... That is when everybody had come together and they were able to kind of take the next step. Now, now people probably wonder why the heck on this pop culture station are they covering this so closely? Mm-hmm. And there's, I think there's a few reasons why um, we have always viewed the royal family from where we sit as um, very different from probably people who live in the UK do. Sure. Right? right. We we do see them in more of a through a celebrity lens. Yes, because they don't have any kind of official power in the United States. You know, we had a little issue with that back yes. in the day. That's why we're here. That's why we're <laughs> here in this current form. So in the United States, you can have a, mm, a, a, a different perspective because... They're not the head of state. Nope. They don't have any kind of institutional power or sway here in the United States. I mean, we have an alliance, the United States with the United Kingdom, a special relationship, as it has been called in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we, we ingest news of the royals in a celebrity gossip way. And what's interesting about it is, um, you know, there have been a lot of conversations. In fact, we've even gotten emails about uh, the role of the royal the royal family. There have been conversations for years about how relevant they are. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth II has been dealing with conversations about the mm, the nature of the British monarchy. Do, does it even need to exist anyway? I mean, those conversations have been happening. The institution of the British monarchy is not universally beloved by no. any stretch of the imagination. No, and so we are certainly aware of that. We are aware of that, and conversations are happening. And I think one of the main through threads of conversations about the monarchy in the UK is, is it a valid 
important institution in the UK. And how is it going to change in the 21st century without Queen Elizabeth II at the reins? Because by all means, I think that the New York Times sums it up just with this phrase that she was Britain's beacon of stability. She really, truly was. So any anything, I mean, any perception you had about the position of the monarchy or the validity of the monarchy was due mostly in part to how the queen defined it for us. Yes. She truly held that for us. Mm-hmm. And when you look at um less so Charles, now King Charles, but more how William and and uh Kate are embracing their positions, we've seen how it's changed. We've seen how they uh, regard it in a different way than maybe in past centuries. Sure. Well, yeah, in past centuries, yes. for sure. Even from a contemporary lens in the past 20 years, it's pretty clear that the British monarchy has to figure out how to justify its existence in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. William and Kate taking the position of being of public service, yeah. of talking about contemporary issues and championing them in a way that justifies the British monarchy as becoming almost a goodwill ambassadorship well, of the United Kingdom out to the rest of the world. Yeah. If it and has you the, the see part. that you see that influence coming from the Queen too. Yeah. To the point that I made earlier about William really crediting the Queen for his style um as a royal mm-hmm. that um you see that direction kind of coming from her now they take it to eleven. Yes. Um but you can see how that was passed through. Yeah. Yeah a lot of questions about how the British monarchy is going to transition thoroughly into the 21st century and at this moment we have zero answers yeah yeah we have zero answers and they've got even fewer yeah uh over there uh when we return on the colleen and bradley show you know what let's get back on the rails and do some crazy stupid idiots shall we yeah by going off the rails which is what we do after this (laughs) on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 107 well um we are going to take a break from the big news of the day on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation holly roberts and i are here with you and uh we're just going to get to the thing that we do best and tell you about some crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, Ooh. I guess one okay, could say uh-huh. that's a crazy, stupid idiot. <laughs> Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, those crazy, stupid idiots. They're to your right, they're to your left. Hopefully, when you're looking in the mirror, there isn't one gazing back into your eyes. Oftentimes, we find them in the state of Florida and sometimes other places. Like where? Thank you for asking. Like Spain. Oh, oh no. This is a rough, rough, rough story. Because it just, um, do you remember, what is it? Is it, it's not a fable of the boy who cried wolf? Is that a fable? Uh, yeah, whatever. No, it's you, a, you know, what is it? It's a story. Yeah, it's a story yeah, yeah, of the yeah. boy who cried wolf. <laughs> Basically, he like lied about the fact that he was getting attacked by a wolf, and then when he actually did, they were like ignored him because he'd lied so much. Well, this kind of feels like it could be one of those stories <sighs> because a thirty-year-old woman in Spain sent her mother a terrifying video of herself being held hostage. She was blindfolded. Someone was holding a knife to her throat. There was blood coming out of her mouth. But you know what? It was all fake. 
Honey, it's not Halloween yet. Right? Well, first, okay. This was an effort to extort $50,000 from this woman's mother. The mother ended up paying. No. I know. That's sad. I know, but the authorities caught wind of it, and then they started an investigation. They found, they found that this very same woman had conned her mother three other times. In similar schemes. I have questions. I have so many questions. I have my first question would be, well, let's make the blanket statement. As Stephanie Tanner says on Full House. Yeah. How, how rude, rude that you would do that to your mother. Right? Also, my question for mom. How often can your daughter get kidnapped at knife point with blood on her mouth? Right. If this is the same thing that's happened before. Right. It kind of makes me sad. Right. When Uh they found the woman, when the authorities found the woman, uh, the police found her and four accomplices at a casino. Oh. Spending the money. Oh. It's Oh, no wonder they're doing it. It's so terrible. Yikes. I know. I just, it's a sad story, but it's, uh, you know what? That is crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. That is, and then the cherry, the piece de resistance, mm-hmm. is that you went and you you went to the casino and, and right. you spent it all, and thought you were going to make your fifty thousand dollars into like a hundred fifty thousand dollars, but you turned it into zero dollars in no time. Yeah, the, the house always wins. How true that is. Mm-hmm. Holly, where are we going next? We're going to Pennsylvania. Okay, I've sourced this story from an outlet called Sixty Nine News. Ah. Lovely. <laughs> uh, no, it's not a uh, adults only. Thank you. Uh, news website. It's just the the numbers. Do you visit they... that one often, Holly? No. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we've got to catch up with a guy named Ryan and a woman named Amy, and they were part of a plot, a conspiracy, a scheme. Police say that they arrested Ryan. On charges of causing or risking catastrophe, criminal mischief, and reckless endangerment. The reason why is that surveillance cameras captured images of Ryan messing with train tracks on Friday night, August 26th. Now, why? Messing with train tracks. He was messing with train tracks. Like putting like quarters on, waiting for the train to come by and smushing them? No. Not like that? (laughs) No, he put something on the train track, a shunt Uh, on the track. Okay. He was trying to divert a train, trying to mess up the train. That's not good. And Ryan got arrested for doing that because that's bad. Yeah. But it's the reason why Ryan did this. That makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen, I'd like you to take a, take a wild gamble, a guess. I'm trying to figure out why somebody would want to mess with the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, Why did Ryan want to mess with the train tracks? Oh, Amy was also oh, involved in this, Okay, too. Ryan and Amy, I know why. Yeah. They live near the tracks, and that loud train comes barreling down those tracks real late at night, and they don't like it, so they wanted it to not go by their house. I like it. I like it, but that's wrong. Okay. That is wrong. I'm going to tell you why they did okay. this. Ryan and Amy did this because 
They're both employees at a local establishment called Wendy's. You might have heard of it, I right? Have. I love Wendy's. Yeah. That baked potato, you can't beat that. Baked potato! Well, I mean, where else can you get, like, a fast food baked potato? Yeah, in chili, I guess so. Yeah, the chili's good, too. So... After they were arrested, the police interviewed them. Well, why the heck, Ryan and Amy, were you doing this? Well, both of them work at Wendy's, and apparently they wanted their shift at Wendy's to go slow. It was just a little too much of a fast-paced environment for them. So they thought by sabotaging the railroad tracks that they could cause traffic to slow down and then stop people from coming in and getting all their baked potatoes. That is elaborate. Yeah. That's like, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. When it's probably more work than the actual work that you would be doing at Wendy's. Right? Yeah. So police said. Now that, it's going to be a lot more work. <laughs> uh, yeah. So during the interview, Amy and Ryan told police that their intentions were that if the gates could malfunction and they could somehow block traffic on the train tracks, that would prevent people from getting into Wendy's and they could have a slow night at work. What the heck? <laughs> That's a lot. That's just like too That's much. Too much. That's too elaborate to have to want a slow I, night. Can I work. just tell you, they were highly impaired when they made that plan <laughs> because you don't agree to that unless or you were they. Yeah, because I, that's too much thinking. Maybe that's too much. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's wild. Okay. I mean, because if you're lazy and you don't want to do the right. work, then why are you doing all that work to stop the work? That's, because that's more work than just doing the work. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, well, we're going to San Antonio next. Yay! And we're going to meet Susan Rodriguez. She's 32 years of age. Hi, Susan. And uh, she was at 7.30 a.m. dropping her child at the Idea Charter School, uh, which is right off Wellsham Road over there in the northeast side, you know, in San yeah. Antonio. Uh, yeah, I know the place well. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Uh, anywho, uh, so apparently Susan Rodriguez assaulted an officer during this time at 7.30 a.m. An officer ordered her to get back in line with her car and follow normal traffic. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in certain areas, school drop-offs and pickups are a highly, highly orchestrated operation. Oh, yeah, sure. It's like Mad Max. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly like right? the road warrior. It's so true. Well, yeah, because you got to get in. And yep. get out. I would I would akin it probably only to being as stressful as picking up somebody at the airport at baggage claim. Exactly. You got to even, but even more organized, right? Because yeah. they do it every day, day after day. So they have to have some type of flow to that. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, Susan Rodriguez got out of line and an officer ordered her back in line with her car so that she could follow the traffic. And she said to the officer, I don't have time for this. I'm late for work. Kind of get it, though. Respect to that. You got to go. You yeah, got to hustle. Everybody's got somewhere I mean, to go. Can't you just drop your kid two blocks up down the then street? Then listen to what she did next. Oh, no. Did she Bigfoot she it? She turned her wheel in the direction of the deputy oh. and struck him with her vehicle. Okay, so she Bigfooted the deputy. Yikes. Monday, Monday, Monday. She heard the impact of her car no. on his body, Ew. but did not stop the car. No. And he's got body cam video. He chased her down because he was fine. Uh, he was able to chase her down and arrest her. Oh. Now she faces aggravated assault against a public against a public service charges. That's not good. No. That's not good. Also, again, like, 
listen, we all have these moments. I'm going to be late for work. I'm going to tell you something. I get it. If it's a consistent problem, that is a different story. That is between you and your your manager. But if you have, if this is not a consistent issue, everybody's going to be okay. Yeah. Life happens. Traffic happens. It'll be okay. Yeah. Here's what, here's what you say. This kid's school drop off was like Mad Max. Yeah. I was a road warrior, but it was a little slow. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the cars leaving the playa? Burning Man. Oh, yeah, that just happened. Yeah. So Burning Man just happened. And have you seen the aerial footage of the eight hour traffic jam to get out of the playa onto the main road from Burning Burning Man? It's bonkers. Now, when you look at it, it does look a little Mad Max, but you also are like, you're in the desert. Can they they're like all (laughs) lined up in like they're on in like eight lanes of like single file traffic. Right. And nobody's moving, and I'm looking at the aerial photos because they're still in the desert in the in the playa, and it is there's all kinds of room on the right and all kinds of room on the left, but they're just sitting right there in line waiting. Well, you just follow because the protocol. they keep it all organized. Yes, there. Burning Man has an organized protocol. They do, and by the way, the uh, weather it's like I mean, crazy hot. De- it's crazy hot degrees is what I was about to say. It's very hot there, and apparently the closest gas station, because people are waiting in that traffic when they went to get gas at the gas station, the closest one, once you get onto the main road, ran up. Hey guys, Bradley here for my friends at the Snyder Team. I am very excited to share my friends Jennifer, Bob, and the whole Snyder Team with EXP Realty with you. As you get to know them, I want you to remember these three words. Honesty, integrity, and experience. These are the most important things you need to hear when choosing a realtor. And at the Snyder Team, they have 14 highly qualified agents. Um, They concentrate on personalized service. They've been around for 25 years. And I know they focus on the Twin Cities, Western Wisconsin and have helped over 3,000 families in our area find and sell the homes of their dreams. Here's the deal. If you're looking to buy or sell a house, I want you to call Jennifer and her team over at the Snyder team with eXp Realty. Not only do they have many, many years of experience, you can trust Jennifer. She's the real deal. You've probably heard the uh, other spot on the station where she talks about going to great lengths to help people find the home of their dreams. Head to the SnyderTeam.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you.